Hello and welcome to Good Darts. It's the podcast all about darts. The quality cannot be guaranteed, of course. It's brought to you by our friends at Low Six. I'm Dan Dawson. A Wayne Mardle joins me. A Wayne's back home. I'm at the Rico Arena in Coventry, which is where Wayne was based for the World Grand Prix. And I'll be honest, I could murder an ice machine. I scoffed at Wayne's antics when he turned up with his own ice machine at the World Grand Prix and was dealing it out like... I don't know, like some sort of drug dealer to people knocking on his door late at night. But having got here with no fridge, I've, I, I bought some yeah. cheese with me that I think is now sentient and I'm a bit scared to get rid of it in case I infringe on its rights. Uh, it is it is not ideal in the bubble in the Rico, but we soldier on regardless. Wayne, how are you doing? I, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Do you know what? I'm, I'm at home and we have... Hold on, let me just count it. Uh, we have one, two, fifteen three, fridges. Three. Oh, I could keep everything. No, cool. no, we have three fridges. Oh, and right, yeah. They and basically we, I think we have four freezers. Then, so wow. we have ice, we have we have cold drinks, we have we have uh, all kinds of refreshments. But anyway, Thanks, how man. are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm just I'm trying <laughs> to figure out that just eating dry bread, just seeing how that goes. Uh, oh. I can't moisten it. Run it under the tap. That's basically uh, basically the option. <laughs> When I was uh, at the same the same uh, domicile for for a week at the at, for the Grand Prix, I I basically all I ate was uh, bags of of mini poppadoms and <laughs> and salted peanuts. My yeah. gums oh. were in tatters. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of salted and sugared stuff. I imagine this is what it must have been like growing up in the dark ages. <laughs> Like, I feel like I should be, like, tilling the land or something. I'm just eating cured stuff, things covered in salt. That's the only thing available yes. to us. Um, speaking yeah. of salt, how was Salzburg? Not that you were there. Uh, you, were in, yeah. you were in a strangely 80s studio, I thought. I mean, obviously, it's a new setup for, for the darts, with you doing it remotely on Sky. But I did get a feel like I, I turned on the telly and it was about 1989 again. It had a sort of old-school grandstand feel or something. It, it, it did. It, it's it's actually the the golf studio uh, that they use for the for the European Tour golf and and for the, the the PGA when when they're not out there, of course. So we kind of took it over, and there was a putting green that you couldn't see. You, you know, as you were looking at, at Emma and I, mm. just behind, basically behind me was was a, a tilty putting green. But did I bring a putter? No. Were there balls? Yes. Was there a putting green? Yes. No did, putter. Did you not fashion so some sort of a putter out or something? Okay, yeah, you just kicked it, right. I used my foot. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a lovely time. Um, in terms of making our predictions, we, we made some wild ones. I think we came out of it pretty well last week, to be honest. I, I'd pick Germany to make the final. You'd pick Germany to win it. They're only undone by yeah. that Welsh team. Um, in terms of the first round, we didn't... <laughs> We didn't make a couple of predictions because we had some late replacements. So Portugal were in, yeah, um, and so uh, and Latvia went in as well. So if you take those games yeah, out, because right. we we weren't aware of it, we got ten yeah. out of fourteen. That's not bad going, and pretty good. I, I have to top half of the draw. I felt a bit aggrieved because I'd picked Canada, and I thought they might go a long way. And I genuinely thought they were probably the best team in that top half from what I saw. I don't know how you saw it, but they smashed up yeah, Ireland uh, in the first, or Northern Ireland in the first round. Well, I actually remember come the quarterfinals, it was a case of uh, Canada, to me, looked look like a better team than Belgium. And then they've got the winners of England or Austria. Will that frighten them? The answer, the answer should be no. Mm. And 
I thought Matt Campbell, we know Jeff Smith's a solid, solid human being. We know that. But Matt Campbell was just, he, he was phenomenal. He really was. And it, he's relatively inexperienced. But I, like I said uh, during the, the, the broadcast, when you're that good and that talented, experience doesn't seem to matter, does it? Look at Rob Cross winning, winning the Worlds. It was like, mm. so what? He's never played in the Worlds. The, the, the man's got, forget the experience, he's got the ability. Matt Campbell's got a lot of ability and uh, I look forward to seeing him again. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the one thing he has had experience of, and it's something that's relatively new, is that CDC circuit. Now, I know they don't play loads of tournaments, but they have been moving mountains to try and get events on in North America, uh, whether that yeah. be remotely or, or stuff on. Now, we, we've seen the Asia Tour. Obviously, it's not happened this year, but I think that's helped yeah. improve the standard. Just having some kind of regular circuit where players can yep. pl compete and play against the best in their continent it may not be the standard yep. that the pro tours on right now but the best ones it does allow them to a, a platform at least and and to get get used to the structure of these pdc run events so when they do come over and and play in whatever event they qualify for they seem better prepared to do it i, I think matt campbell's got potentially, if he's able... I don't know about Mag. I don't know if he can move over and, and commit to it. I don't yeah. know what his family situation, work situation is. But he looks like he could be a North American product that could hold his own on the PDC over the next few years. Yeah, very much so. And what, what you said, I, I, I echo all that. It, it's the fact that the the best of, of whatever country they're from are playing the best. And that's what you have to do. And then then you kind of aspire, like like some do, uh, to to think, do you know what? I might be able to make a living, so I'm going to up sticks. And whilst that's a massive thing to do, it it really is. And I admire everyone that's tried it. That uh, Kyle Anderson, Jeff Smith, uh, Damon Hetter, now that mm. John Park back in the day. But I, like, I I admire all those that that have given it a go. But it's it's such a difficult thing to to actually do. So those that do, like credit to them. Those that don't, it's all about circumstance and. Some can, some can't. I, I hope Matt Campbell can, because he looks to me like he's got it. Mm, yeah, I, you mentioned John Park there. I mean, I'm not exactly sure. How, how did John Park do it? Because did he just commute? I mean, he seems to commute when he does the Sky Punditry work. Like, even at, he thinks, does he not go home at Christmas in like a three day <laughs> window at the World Championship and then come back and do I don't understand how he does it. I mean, yeah, he yes. must spend all his time traveling, doesn't he? <laughs> Yes, he does. He he goes home on, just say we're off on the 24th, 5th, 6th. He travels home on the 24th. He has the 20, 25th and 26th at home, comes back on the 27th and works that evening. Does That's he just what really he does. like aeroplane food? Is that, he just really, just loves tiny little cans of gin and tonic or whatever. Like I, I can only assume that No, that's that you, that's Dan. No, that's yeah. you. That, I don't like, they're not tiny you. little cans, Wayne. Don't you worry about that. Um, <laughs> what did he No, he's a lunatic. It, yeah, and he's a it, lunatic. There he we loves, go. Yeah, he loves his own company and he's a lunatic. Yes, but he, he commuted for, for, for life. That's what he's done. Well, I mean, he's that, John is... the commuter part. The commuter part. I mean, that is absolutely mental. What did he make of the eventual champions, Wells? I mean, I think it was quite clear they were the best team in the whole tournament. Um, I know you picked... I, I thought Australia were pretty good uh, in that bottom yes. half, um, even though you'd picked them to go out in round one to Ireland. <coughs> I didn't. I did. You'll find. Um, but... No, you, you, you didn't. You didn't. No. Well, well done. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but it was still only a draw 10 all, so, I mean, I can't get on my high horse about it, but I'll take a draw. Um <laughs> 
If, and you know, if you'd listened to us on the Low Six Peaks, you'd have done very, very well, but you wouldn't have won any yeah. money, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, that's which right. Is yeah, kind of the name of the game. What do you make of the eventual champions then? Wales best team in it. Johnny Clayton, step it. They finally, yeah. finally figured out how to do the the format, didn't they? That was the only thing that was missing. The yeah. other quality, but now they they figured out to just play their normal game, and they're able to. Yeah, that's right. And I I love the way from the second round on, Price just give it. Like I'm going first. I'm mm. going first. The, the others can kind of do what they like. I'm first. Johnny's second. If need be, we'll play a pair. And that's it. Simple. And Johnny was kind of, you could see that he was a little apprehensive. You could see that he was a little worried about letting letting Gedowin down. But he, he just didn't care Gedowin, did he? He just got on with it. And do you know what? Of all the players, and forget averages, um, forget averages, uh, he looked in control of absolutely every aspect of his game. And he looked in control of Johnny. He looked in control of, of the emotion that comes with it. And he held it together beautifully. And I, I actually kind of said once it comes to the semi-finals, I've changed my mind. No one can beat Wales because I I, I didn't completely jump ship from Germany, but I, I'm more or less <laughs> I'm more or less did, which more, is more pretty or less, feeble yeah. of me. But... Yeah, rats <laughs> deserting a sinking ship springs oh, to mind. I'm brilliant like that. Yeah. I'm brilliant like that. <laughs> Shifting Dan, I'm, allegiances. I'm Apparently, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't stay around for, for the fight of it. But uh, look, uh, what I did love, and I, uh, when I say love, I mean I admire about Johnny Clayton was that the fact he got better. The semi-final and final, I thought he, he was superb. And uh, if, if he hadn't have stepped up that little bit, it might have been, well, it was the Price show. No, it wasn't. It was definitely Johnny Clayton and Gedowin Price. They were a formidable pairing. And yeah. they're only the second team in history to win the final 3-0. And the other the other pairing was was Barney and, and Van Gerwen. So it shows you how good they were. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've seen it before where one player can carry another player through a match. They might carry him through a couple of rounds, but you cannot carry them all the way through a tournament. You need your other player yeah. to step up um, to at least pull their weight, if not dig you out of a hole on occasions. And Correct. Johnny Clayton did exactly that. He was absolutely superb. Um, we've got it quite was. a bit to talk about because we're in the middle of pro okay. tour action, the winter series. Um, we've yes. also had the Grand Slam qualifying. The Grand Slam is coming up. And by the time we're back next week, we'll be into the Grand Slam. Uh, but one of the guys we've talked to, or the guest we've talked to this week, is a man who made, I believe, it was his first TV appearance at the Grand Slam of darts. He is one of the biggest winners in the PDC youth system. It is Super Ted, a 13-time winner on the Development and Challenge Tour, Ted Evans. These are the questions that you should be asking. Ted Everts, we're here in Coventry, just down the road from where you hail from. You're not allowed to stay at home, though, are you? You have to, you have to stay here. That's a bit of a disappointment for you, I'd imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't be complaining if I could stay in my own bed, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's only 20 minutes up the road. But, yeah, you got to stick to the rules and keep the distance in and everything. Well, what is your home situation? Are you still living at home with, with your mum, is that right? I'm at home with my nan. With your nan? Yeah, so it was always me, my mum and my nan growing up. And then... Mum found another relationship and she literally lives the other side of the village, but I see her every day and yeah, I love her to bits. Okay, so I mean, you've you've grown up, born and bred around the sort of Leamington, kind yeah. of southern kind of way, oh, yeah. right, isn't it? And you're a chef? By trade. Right, what, what, what kind of chef are we talking? Are we talking 
like a, a pub lunch kind of chef? Or are we talking like full on massive, massive hat, cordon bleu, things that I can't even pronounce, that kind of cooking? <laughs> Uh, so I did catering college for probably I think it was about three and a half years so I have the level to open and close kitchens run kitchens stuff like that whether that be pub standard or wherever really um, very good friends with the Woodjack family so Ian Beale from EastEnders you're very good friends with Ian Beale from EastEnders yeah and he actually tried to get me a job down with the Savoy right. when I was like 17 or so but at that time, I just started to play really well at darts. Got into the county A side, and you said no to Ian Beale. You don't say no to Ian Beale. He's connected. He knows people. I've said a lot to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, he tried because he knows quite a few people, and he tried getting me uh, to have a go on the like almost a chef's table kind of standard at the Savoy. And I turned it down because I had key school to prep for, which thankfully I did get through. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was about five years ago. And to be honest, 17, I didn't really want to go down to London on my own. Being a village boy, <laughs> grew yeah. up in the sticks, uh, city isn't for me. So I just stuck around, stayed in a few pubs, doing my own few bits in the pubs. And, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> well, OK, so... Ian Beale tried to get you a job in, in catering and being like a really fancy chef. You decided to go for darts. Yeah. This, I would imagine, has got to have been a theme over the last few years. Because you're only 23 now. 23, yeah. So you're probably faced with a lot of these choices quite a lot. It's like, how much do I focus on darts? How much do I focus on a fallback plan or other things? Yep. Because I'm guessing you're still unsure about what kind of a living you're going to make from this sport. Yeah, I mean, I've been here now, I think this is my fourth year fully on tour, fifth playing some tour events as well. Um, so, to be honest, I mean, started, well, the whole of last year, I had such a good year, my, well, my best year today anyway, was close to saving up for a mortgage and deposit ready for a house in January, then obviously you get everything that's gone on this year, so with the lack of darts and, to be honest, the way I've been playing hasn't <laughs> been hasn't been ideal to be honest so a lot of the deposit has gone so it does make you think and kind of evaluate what's going on in my life really at the moment so it's one of those as soon as I had Q school the first time I actually left the job I was in said to myself look give it your all for the first two years after finding out I got my card and everything going on there thought see how far you can do and Mum was an absolute babe about it, to be honest with you. She uh, said, if you ever need money at this time, because don't get me wrong, at that point, I had no car to pay for, nothing to pay for, probably just my phone, this, that and the other. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was give it your all for two years, see how far you can do, see if I enjoy it for the main thing, to be honest, because for some people, this kind of lifestyle just isn't for them. Um, but, yeah, I had... An okay first year coming into it, made the Grand Slam and the odd win here and there over some decent players. And then next year on, I'll qualify for the Worlds, European Tours. And I'm thinking, damn, here we go. Like, it's starting to wake up, finished 65th after my second year. So that was a bit, bit of a wounder by £500. So literally one win on the floor. 
uh, looked at everything I'd done over the last two years thinking who I could have beat by one game here, one leg, whatever, missed doubles to win games. Uh, had a bit of a downer for the whole year. Well, I say the whole year, for a few months of that year. Then won a challenge tour, won a youth tour and picked back up from there. Started to play a few pro tours again. And that was actually my best year, not being on the tour, on the tour. So yeah. it was it was a weird one, really. And then got my tour card back through the Challenge Tour, finishing second. But I'd also finished third on the Development Tour. But the first two already had their card, so I'd won it in two different ways. So I was thinking, damn, this is going like really well at the moment. I had stupidly good year for myself last year. And then this year's obviously, it's been Messed 2020. Messed for everybody, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, even in your relatively short period in the sport, you've seen players, you know, come and go. I mean, look, you're good mates with Dawson Marshall. Yeah, very and good mates. he's back in Canada. He, I'm yeah. not even sure he's throwing darts at the minute, but he's, he certainly talks on social media when he's not winding people up about politics. Oh, uh, every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> but when he's not doing that, I mean, he's talked about how he's struggled a bit. I mean, obviously he was moving halfway across the world yeah. for it but it's not easy is it when you've got that uncertainty having to win games to, to try and get a foothold in this sport and make a career for yourself yeah I mean Dawson and not just Dawson but you've got so so many other players that travel week in week out or even some people move across the world Carl Anderson, Damon Hatter, yeah. you name them um, they've all left so much behind just to give their all for this sport and you kind of look at it and think if people are worth like are willing to give their lives up and what they've grew up with for a sport like this you have to love the game to be here mm. like if you don't love the game then honestly it really isn't for you <laughs> which is hard but for some people you've got to give what you can give mm. I mean, you didn't want to go to London to work at the Savoy. So <laughs> I'm guessing you don't love food that much. Who's the best cook in, in the PDC? Who's, who do you think's got the best culinary skills? Other than myself. Other, well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm, if you want to say you, that's fine. No. Um, I'm expecting Paul Nicholson to run through that door and go, shut up, honest, it's me. That's who uh, yeah. I was going to suggest, oh, to be okay, honest right. with you. I speak to Paul quite a bit when it comes to food and stuff, like seeing what he posts up and... Honestly, some of the stuff Paul posts, and even when we're just chatting about food, mm. he knows his stuff. Like he's he just very enthusiastic about it. He's very enthusiastic yes. about everything. Yeah, I've just had the best cheese on toast anybody's <laughs> ever had. It's a cheese on the toast, and it was warm. And yeah, I know that's cheese on toast, Paul. <laughs> yeah. but that's just the way he is. Um, you have one of the best youth records we mm -hmm. have ever seen in PDC yeah. history. Now, when you look at other players who've done similar stuff, Dimitri Vandenberg world match play champion you know, Michael Smith winner yesterday former world youth champion yep. do you think well it's only a matter of time before before I'm doing those sorts of things that Dimitri and Michael have been doing do you know what I'm unsure like on the youth after I got my first win it was a massive confidence booster right at the end it was the last event of the year that I won it mm. um, went into the following year playing good stuff just played in the world's things like that so I was on a massive high managed to have two great years after that and I'm on 13 events now like well 13 wins I should mm. say but then on the other side of it I think because I'd won so many events people tend to not perform their best against me on the youth whereas when I try and bring it here I can throw 90s 100s I mean I haven't that much this year but yeah it's you don't have 
that's something to carry you through whereas on the youth you can have that like there are players there that you have no idea who they are just turn up whether that be in Germany or in the UK when we play and they you watch like their result the game before they might have a 95 win 4-0 thank you very much see you later to whoever they've just played come and play myself or the likes of Brad Luke when they were on well Luke and Dimmy when they were on the tour and stuff like that and they'll just come up and probably drop maybe five ten points off their average and that was just enough for me to push over the line they'd always give a good game and stuff like that so bringing it to the men's I feel like personally I'm missing something I've had a tink with my darts recently and been playing about with a few little bits and just trying to find something that's just going to carry me that extra I mean I've lost three and a half nearly four stone this year and the power obviously you lose muscle mass and stuff like that so obviously power to get the dart there is lacking mm. uh, gyms being closed doesn't help trying to build it back up and everything but just needing to find that something within myself at the moment I didn't realise you'd lost that much weight I knew you'd lost so how much four stone you reckon uh, just under yeah. right, what's brought that on it's been a new year's resolution every year since I've left school really um, <laughs> Nah, to be honest, I was just takeaways, eating rubbish, not really looking after myself, and I was feeling it, if I'm honest with you. I was getting up, feeling lethargic, and that's after sleeping for seven hours. Like, And I was thinking, this isn't for me. Normally, I was like, when I was younger, I'm up at seven, up straight out of bed, get on and do stuff. And then, yeah, the last probably, well, before this year, I was just waking up late feeling like I say lethargic waking up and I was thinking something that has to change got to new year and I said to my best friend like come on let's help each other out with it honestly I feel so much better for it well look I mean looking good as well well played mate um, look, that's congrats that's good uh, mm-hmm. we've mentioned your incredible youth record uh, and your undeniable talent world championship last year yes also going into the history books yep not for the reason you would have liked but in retrospect the first man to be beaten by a woman at the world championship there's no shame in that Fallon is an incredible player but it's like say you know it's like going in there if somebody hits three nine darters against you you're just a name in the history books and it's not the good side of the column is it honestly it doesn't bother me like I'm happy to be a like I've said before a pub quiz like a pub quiz (laughs) question answer um, but no, honestly, when I saw the draw come out, I thought, oh, I'm going to have 6,000 people against me <laughs> in that arena. Um, but no, honestly, it was such a great atmosphere in there, especially being her. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was hard. But at the same time, I'm happy to have been in that situation, mm. having so many people against me because... When I've played before, I've been the younger player, the underdog, mm. stuff like that, and you, people want them to win. So any time I've played stage events, even just European events and stuff, people have always cheered me, got on with it. I mean, walk on song, country roads, it's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so it just gets people on your side, and doing my walk on for the Worlds against Fallon, I walk out, welcome to the stage, Ted Evitz, cheers John, boo. <laughs> everything just boo I was like oh wow here we go so but to be honest it was a great experience in the sense of I've had to learn to deal with it mm. like it wasn't easy being up there it wasn't nice being up there with some of the stuff being said but obviously that's one or two people you can't mm. take that with you um, I mean I've had messages hate whatever from it 
but obviously they're not proper darts fans they don't understand what's going on obviously it knocks your confidence hearing all these messages and stuff um, I mean even like I think it was like UK Open I think she was it like third round she made maybe fourth where she lost to McKinstry yes I was even getting messages then saying oh this was all you're doing this is this and I'm there thinking no she's qualified like this isn't anything to do with that game of the worlds or anything like come on and it's little things like that I mean even pushing up until probably June July-ish I think was my last sort of messages running back from the worlds and it's not nice to hear some of the stuff that has been said to me but I'm not the only one in that boat I mean social well, that, media is a horrible it. place when it wants to be and stuff. How, how do you deal with it because look there are a number of players who mm-hmm. have a lot of them have been driven off social media personally yeah. I think darts twitter is a lot less interesting than it used to be mainly because most of the players aren't even on it it's their wives it's yeah. their managers it's got very very corporate and, and there's nothing there's not much fun to be had and a lot of it is because the players really struggle with just idiots and abuse yeah. I mean how do you deal with it because you've, you've dealt you've dealt with the Fallon situation incredibly well on stage afterwards when I interviewed you straight after and ever since but it's got to be difficult when it's a constant bombardment of just abuse it must make you just want to yeah. delete the apps and not bother doesn't it well obviously you can take time off of the apps and stuff like that but to me I feel like if I do that then I'm walking like I'm kind of shadowing it I'm trying to ignore it all I ever try and do is like if it comes down to someone message me cheers you so and so you've lost me so much money I'm like oh no worries and I'll always make a joke out of it and a little reply like say someone put oh you've just lost me winning like you've just made me lose winning 200 quid or whatever I'm like oh no worries I've just lost seven and a half grand for not winning the game myself (laughs) like I hope that makes you feel better hopefully I'll win you back next time and just make it into a little bit of a joke um I mean, I had a, I think it was a rugby player from El Salvador that had put a bet on me or something that random, right, okay. as random as that. He'd messaged me uh, privately on Instagram or something. And honestly, being a professional sportsman himself, I was kind of like, how have you got the nerve to message another professional sportsman what he messaged me? Like, I'm not going to say what it is, obviously. Um, but oh, when name it, him, name uh, him, name the professional rugby player from honestly, El Salvador. I don't think I could pronounce okay. his name. <laughs> I don't know any um, El Salvador. No, not, me either, other than this guy. <laughs> um, but to be honest, when it was a message like what he'd said, I just straight away just blocked him. And some of the, mes- some of the messages that are that bad, I just block, just get them gone block straight away. Block and delete and go. You're at a certain level now where you are one of the most promising talents in the game. Have been for a few years, to be fair. But... You're obviously aiming very high. You know, yeah. you want to be up on stage getting abuse, playing Go in Price in every Wales, week. in Cardiff, I'll in Premier League. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> are you are you ready for the spotlight that comes with that? Because then it's not just going to be sat sat here in cover around a table talking to idiots like me. It's going to be <laughs> all over the place. You'll be pulled. People yeah. wanting to talk to you. If you're going to be Peter Wright or a Go in Price or a Michael Van Gerwen. That's that. It's one thing wanting yeah. to be a top dart player. It's another yeah. thing. Everything that comes along with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, I'm not ready for that. No. Not a chance. I'm ready to push on in the floor events, but TV stuff, am I ready? Personally, I'm going to say no right now, just because of how inconsistent I am. I'd be up there one week winning games, the next week, I'd go up there and play like an absolute imbecile. So, will it come? 
I believe so. I believe in myself and I've got such a great backing with Mac and the sportsman management company and stuff. Like, And even my sponsors, like every week I'll get a message, good luck, all the best. And it's never anything like, oh, you've got this, uh, like anything soppy. <laughs> uh, that isn't me either. I hate anything like that. So for me, just some little boosters of confidence, little all the best, you've got this. The more and more I get them, I love it. Well, look, thanks a lot, Ted. Good luck. You Thank got you. this. Really proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Go get him, Ted. <laughs> Go get him, Tiger. <laughs>
I think it was like 16 or 17 and, and he played well and you're thinking you, you, you've got something you and it without being horrible it hasn't happened for him mm-hmm. uh, to the point of we like some but in that interview that he, he did with you it was a case of I found that there's no rush there's yeah. no rush I, I'll, I'll kind of I'll play it out I'll see how it goes but he's very very realistic and when he said about he was saving up and he more or less had a deposit for a house but poor form and that soon that deposit soon went now that's a reality check that is exactly. do i want to do i want to uh, be a professional darts player for a living we know he turned down uh, that that job at the Savoy, a shit. You can't be doing that, Ted. And there's me thinking you're a sensible lad. What on earth? What on earth? Jeez. But Especially look, when look, Ian Beale's gone out of his way to go. He's pulled some strings <laughs> for you, and you said, "No, Beale, do, you know Beale do one, do one, son." When he when he said that, I, I, I talked to Ian Beale a lot. I'm good friends with Ian Beale. I'm thinking, I'm sure he said Ian Beale, like Adam Woodyat. <laughs> I'm sure he said Adam Woodyat. I'm like. No, he couldn't have done. That's Ian Beale. And, you know, when you're like, this is mental. But look, oh, I, I, know uh, he lives, uh, I thought he lived in Stella Street or something. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, Bouncer from Neighbours runs my corner shop. Just a selection of weird minor celebrities who all just live in this little village in Warwickshire. I don't know, I don't know how this flipping works. But yeah, yeah he does it, it have was a, quite funny. He does have a mature head on his shoulders, does, does Ted. Yeah. I, 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 a lot of time for how he's... he's spoken there about dealing with abuse online about setbacks yeah. in his career and about how to have a realistic view of his darting prospects and i, I genuinely yeah. i genuinely do do think that he's got a big future in the game i think he's absolutely amazing and you can hear what he says there he he also believes that it it will come i do be, he's got belief in himself but there's no arrogance yes. and there's no demand that it has to happen right now or yesterday no and, and, there, and yeah, there's a lot the of young players who who do who do kind of expect that? Some I I think anyway. Yeah, I, I, exactly, and and it's odd that we're we're talking about that because the 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 person that's won the 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 two events so far at the Winter Series, Michael Smith, has always been that that kind of impatient winner waiting to happen. He's mm. won so much, Michael. We know that, but he, he's looking for the big one, and you can't get impatient about it. And Ted is kind of. He's got it in his mind that, right, I'm good enough, but maybe not not yet. And he said that, didn't he? Are you yeah. ready? And it's like, maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. When have you ever heard a youngster saying, not ready? Of course I'm ready. Yeah. Hey, I'm um, ready to be world well, champion. Look, I'm ready to be in the Premier League. Exactly. I'm ready to do this, that and the other. They, they don't that's know until right. they're there, but that's that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's taken yeah. a while for Ted. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what I did spot, and we were talking about dealing with interviews there, and and you know behaving yourself. Uh, certainly, Michael Smith uh, might get a little DRA letter for some expletives in his interview after winning a title. It's first for two years the other day. Um, what did he say? What what swear words did he use? Tell uh, me. Well, there were there were two <laughs> f words. There were two f words. Oh, right. uh, there was there was a very bad one in there, Wayne, and thankfully the broadcast cut off just before the end. Uh, so I think right. he's dodged a bullet there. Right. But I think the first message he got from uh, his good lady wife, uh, Dagmara, uh, was congrats <laughs> on winning the 10 grand. Uh, shame that'll be a five grand fine uh, from the DRA straight out. Oh, that might have been his parents. Yeah, it might have been his parents, that one, actually. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the one he got oh, from Dagmara dear. was okay. like, I can have four days off now. And she goes, no, you flipping well caught. She might have used some expletives there, but she won't get fined for right. The reason I mentioned no, it... She- <laughs> 
is that I saw on on social media uh, that the Amazon Prime Sport account dug out your interview on Dutch <laughs> Telly. I know, broadcasting I know. it to half a million people. Where did that come from? I saw, I saw that, and do you know what? When I saw it, and it was kind of Amazon Prime video, I'm thinking. All right, yeah, okay. And I clicked on their profile, and it was just uh, just shy of of, of five hundred thousand followers. I'm like, wow, right, okay. Uh, this is gonna run. This is gonna get some. This is gonna get some playback. And uh, I've had golfers. Andy Sullivan was like, Wayne, that was hilarious. That's really funny. <laughs> and uh, Sean Murphy was giving it. Oh, I haven't what Sean Murphy. I haven't watched this in days. <laughs> 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 days come Indeed. on now should be years yeah absolutely but, yeah that's how that's how not how not to uh act in in the uh environment of of a television uh, or should we say production any cut if hmm. there's if there's a, a mic near you if there's any any if you're in any situation where there might be uh broadcasting going on do not act like i did back in 2000 and Six, whenever it was. Yeah, valuable lesson. You're I'm never still getting alone. embarrassed now, Dan. Uh, yeah, no, you don't. You don't, get you don't get embarrassed by anything, my man. You broadcast that but, far and wide, but not quite as far and wide as Amazon have managed to do it. So well done, Wade. Yeah. Uh, remember, well kids, you're, ne you're never alone with a microphone. These are the questions that you should be asking when we're live. Oh, we're alive now. We're not live now. Are you interviewing me or not? Seriously. These are the questions that you should be asking when we're live. Are we alive now? We're not live now. Seriously. There you are on television. Right, before we get stuck into the Pro Tour stuff, because we are in the middle of the winter series, we've got three more events coming up, and if you want to get involved on those, you know, the Low Six and PDC Picks apps, then you can make various choices. We've got the Grand Slam coming up as well next week, so uh, there'll be some great opportunities to small stakes betting. There might even be some free tournaments on. There certainly were for the World Cup of Darts to win actual cash prizes. But one of the things that annoys me about modern darts... I. I agree with the vast majority of the decisions the PDC make, by and large, because yeah. I think they're the right ones. And you only have to look at their track record over the last 20 years in growing the game. I think they get most of the things spot on. And they certainly come up yeah. with ideas that, you know, and they have a vision, they have an idea. But I do have one thing that really, really annoys me every single okay. year. So I'm going to come right. to that in, what, in a little segment I like to call, Let's Get Ready to Grumble, right? So I'm going to moan. I see what you did there. Yeah, you see what you did. You're so there. clever. You're so I know. clever. And, and I know. Honestly, it, it genuinely hurts sometimes how clever I am. Um, did that just what, come to you? It, no, it didn't. I spent days planning that. Um, <laughs> what, what annoys you? What's the thing that really annoys you, Wayne, in modern darts? What would you change? If you could change one thing, what would it be? I know you want right. to ban I... dodgy points. Well, not dodgy points, but points that yeah, scuff I... up the board. But I don't well, know if that's no, top it's, of your it's list. Even... No, I, I, Dan, I've I've just got a lot of things that I kind of disagree with. Uh, Me? And it's they're not really big things. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not like, this needs to be changed. But what I, I, I don't like, I, I like a load of events, Dan. Yeah. I like a load of events, but I don't like events that I think are just shoehorned in. 
I can't stand that. I, I say the, the now defunct Champions League of Darts. <clears throat> yes, yes, yeah. and, and a lot of the a lot of the uh, World Series events. I just and a lot of the the Pro Tour events. I I just think that they're they're just shoehorned in, and it's not for the, uh, the the players. Don't always want to play every every time, and I I know they can choose, pick and choose. I get that. I I really do get that, but. Make it a tour where that all the players, all the players will want to turn up all the time, because that makes that makes them that makes them want it. That, well, that, so you want fewer makes, events. I, do you know what I, I do? Yeah, fewer yeah, do. events. But have we have yeah. we not seen that yeah. it's important that they get a chance to play lots? Is that not the case? Yeah. No, because it, it ruins them, Dan. It makes them. Makes them moody and tired, and then they pull out, and and they they start pulling out of events and, and events they shouldn't pull out of. And I'm I'm going to be quite critical here. Mm-hmm. I think if there wasn't so many events, I don't think even given in today's society of COVID nineteen, I don't think Peter Wright and Gary Anderson would have pulled out of the World Cup. I just think there's uh, so many in strange times at the minute, though. I mean, this is. No, I, mean, it, I just said that. I just look, said Gary, that. Gary Anderson I hasn't travelled to the there. Euro Tour. Yeah, Gary Anderson hasn't gone to the Euro Tour for years. I mean, he just doesn't right. want to. Um, but I mean, he went to the World Cup last year. Yes, he did go to the World to Cup. That prove was there. Well, I'm just saying that Gary right. Anderson is a man who does pick and choose, doesn't he? I mean, Gary's is famously yes, yes. noted for yeah, winning a chooses, title on a Saturday and, and then go home on a Sunday because he can't be bothered with the other one. Um, yes, but he's always chosen to play in the World Cup. I'm, I'm, what, forget about Gary. What I'm getting at is that I, I just think that there are so many events that the players are becoming, they can play themselves in form, out of form, just so quickly. And you know when a win cannot mean as much because tomorrow's another day and then they get battered. And I just I don't think there's there's time for them to to kind of fix their game or to enjoy their game as much as I think we used to back in the day. We didn't fix it. We enjoyed it. No way. Yeah. We enjoyed it. I mean, that's, but then again, uh, back in, back in the day, then with fewer tournaments and less prize money, I mean, there were the number of players who could support themselves as professional darts players was nowhere near this number. I I know. I get that. I get that. It's just what annoys me, Dan. That's all. Well, and yet you're entitled to be annoyed. It matters not how incoherent your argument was. You're entitled to be annoyed. No, it's not there to be, to be agreed with. It's just that I I would, I would rather, I'd rather the players, like any anyone, I'd rather I'd rather people work less and enjoy it. Well, okay, I mean, we all like that. The same. We yeah, <laughs> less work, more money. How about that? Less. How about, yeah, let's let's. And on that note, that's the end of the podcast. Oh no, hang on. Uh, no, first off, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you what my little thing is, right? And okay, I say, go, on, I, go on. I don't I don't offer right. We have a tour with lots and lots of events, lots of events. A, a yeah. Euro tour, hundred and forty thousand pound tournament that is. Played in big stages. I thought in you were going to say 140,000 events. No, Sorry, no, no. It's not. I, I mean, I believe right. we're working towards that. But at the moment, obviously, things are on yeah. hold. Yeah. But okay. every year, we have, say, 30 players' championship events on a f- perfect year, a dozen Euro tours, yeah. and players yeah. go out and win these in quality fields having to play world-class stuff. They don't give these titles away. And yeah. over the last few years, we've seen people who've even won on the European tour, these prestigious things, £25,000 in ranking money. That's like making a major semi-final in some some cases. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. And it doesn't get them in the grand slam of darts because we yeah. give away a quarter of the places in the field to people who win three games or four games at a qualifier held, not streamed, on Pro Tour boards in Barnsley or Wigan, or in this case, Coventry. And I do yeah. not understand it. This should be a champion of champions event. We have winners and finalists of tournaments all over the place, prestigious events, and then you've still got people. Yeah. Like Joe Cullen won a Euro Tour. He wasn't even guaranteed he was going to be at the Grand Slam because we insist on giving right. away eight spots to people who just win three qualifying games. I don't understand it. I've been banging this drum for yeah. years. Yeah. Nobody listens to it, but yeah. there we go. I've just banged it again and nothing will change. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. do you agree I... with me, Wayne? Come on, I crave yes, your, I do, mate. I... I crave your approval. Do you know what? Yeah, you crave it. Dan, I, I, uh, to be honest, I'd never really thought of it. I, I just thought, oh, right, there's, there's, there's more playoffs. And that's another thing that annoys me. There's, there's too many playoffs for events. It just, it, it riles me. Anyway, uh, yeah, there, there are too many playoff spots. I agree. I, I, do you know what? I fully agree with you. There I fully we go. agree. Look, and if we, we do... we've got all these tournaments, we've got a whole year yeah. of qualifiers. It's called the Pro Tour yeah. and, and the major tournaments. Yeah. So you, everybody's got a yeah. chance. If you're on the tour, you've got loads of chances. Um, as Wayne says, yeah. maybe too many chances, according to him. I disagree vehemently. But you've got loads <laughs> of opportunities to get in a Grand Slam of darts. And yet... Uh, we still give away a quarter of the field. I think it's absolutely astonishing. Anyway, yeah. that's my but, grumble but, over. Right, yes, right. I, I know. I know that's your let's get ready to grumble kind of over. The the only thing I will say about the the, the Grand Slam is mm. that it started off back in two thousand and seven mm. as BDO PDC. Yes. Now that that's just gone out the window completely. It was never fair anyway. It was never right. And I understand more more of the, the top class BDO have joined the PDC to make it even less worthy. I, I kind of get that. But it was never, it should have been 16 v 16 in the first place. And it never was. And it, it was set up between, right, the best from the PDC, take on the best from the BDO. It was never that. It was mm. never that. It was always unfair. I think as, a, as an event, as an event, it's nothing like what it should have been since its inception. It's changed. It's changed, hasn't it? And I, I really, I, I really love the the idea of having you know eight top players in the BDR. And I d again, I didn't really understand like some years you had like playoffs for those, and you get sort of random BDO players okay. representing them when you know they, they've yeah. got their world number seven or a major finalist who's who's not there. And yeah. It just seemed a bit weird. Yeah. But Look, Correct. those days are gone and a new dawn approaches. I don't know what that's going to be like next year. I'm hoping that the WDS steps up and fills that void and we can have something from, from their rankings or whatever and we yeah. still have the, the Grand Slam fulfil that sort of element of it. But who knows? It's a long-running tournament. It's very prestigious. Um, it's going to have to change as it has changed over the years. Where it changes to, I don't know. But thankfully, I don't have to make those decisions. What I do have to decide, though, is who I think is going to win over the next three days at the Winter Series. Now, we've seen Michael Smith go back-to-back. -back. First time he's ever won back-to-back -back titles in the PDC Darts. Two titles in 24 hours. How impressed with him have you been, Wayne? Because basically the Good Darts podcast is um, basically a Michael Smith fan club between you and I. Yes. I was certainly relieved to see him play as well as he did. Well, today he did something what players normally do to him, and that's he was 4-1 down. Should have gone five one down, mm -hmm. and made it four two. The game changed. The game absolutely changed. He changed. Forget, 
I'm going to say forget the scoreline, but it really was important for Michael Smith to not go 5-1. And he just seemed to grow from that, that point. And the amount of times I've seen Michael blow a certain leg, and I'm not talking about over the last six months, year, I'm talking about kind of forever. Mm. And that has preyed on his mind and it's bothered him. Well, it bothered him in a, in a, uh, in a positive way. And it was it was brilliant today. I thought yeah. I thought in the final today he was really really impressive. He held it all together. And there was something else he did. I'd, I'll have to ask him. Uh, uh, or you could have asked him, but you. you but didn't do me job. You didn't know that. I, you didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know that I wanted to. Oh right, okay. Yeah. You didn't know that I wanted to. Uh, he hit the five. He hit the five for 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 the double 10. Yeah. Was he, first off, was he thinking of a nine? Because he seemed to change his MO at the World Cup. Was that purely because it was a pairs thing or was it just a comfort thing? And when he did want double 10, he took his time and stood back a bit. Now, I don't know if it was a re-grip. I'm not sure. But I, I, I don't even know if it, I know it went in, but I'm not even sure if it, it was something that he'd planned or it was just something that, wow, I'm, I'm not ready here. I'm not mm. ready, but I need to make myself ready. Well, the if one it thing works he has, for him, yeah, the one thing he has for him, said, he needs to carry on. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of look. He's looked composed over the, these two days. You have to be composed to hit all the doubles that he's had, and some of them been under yes, immense pressure. Yes. Some, he's blasted some people yeah. off the board, um, but he's been composed. And one of the things he's he said yesterday uh, when he won his first title, he had his dart sharpener and. Every time, like the start of games and then uh, at the end of visits or before he has a visit, he's there and it's just quick brush of the darts, reset, try and just get, you know get some sort of a routine. You see a lot of players do. Yeah. Devon's got the old bottle top on the on the water table, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Mensor's yeah. got his chalk. There are loads of players who just have these little. They're almost OCD kind of things that they go through, and that's it's like Johnny Wilkinson taking a taking a, a kick in yep. rugby where yeah, he has it. that set position that's that's what it is i mean yeah. do you when you're coaching yeah. players do you try and introduce yes. those sorts of ideas that it's a process you have to go through the whole process to be able to get the best results consistently yes you yes your throw doesn't start from from the, the moment you let go it starts way before that like you when you're walking to the hockey route. yes yes you, uh, dan you you're you're an amateur darts player right and after a fashion. After yeah, and I'm an amateur player now, but I, <laughs> I can't. I I can't walk in from an angle. I need to walk straight on. Otherwise, it, I feel like I, I'm not set up right. And all this is important. And I've always said, and I teach this as well, is that routine, routine is so important. It produces rhythm. It it, it makes everything just just easier to replicate because you're doing the same thing, and. People think that that just uh, a routine when you're not throwing, it's got nothing to, they think it's got nothing to do with it. It has, mm. it has. The amount of times we see the same players do the same thing. And Paul Lim, for instance, he does his little, his little uh, fake throw. Yeah. And it's always, it's always kind of to the right of the player. It's never, it's never, because that's the angle he likes to come in from. Michael Van Gerwen every now and again pulls his, his socks up. All these are a little, little kind of ticks that make people feel comfortable. And it's like, I normally do this and I'm going to do it again. Like with a bottle top, like with a mm -hmm. Michael Smith, the, the, like you said, sharpening of the darts. That's a good thing anyway. 
because yeah. he has too many darts on the floor because sometimes he he follows through that little bit too soft. So Lawrence yeah, Alarg has an, introduced a new one uh, by going and standing in front of all the TV cameras uh, in between his throws. So oh, that's it, it, it wasn't <laughs> that was superb. It, it wasn't started it? off funny. It it started off funny. Then it then it become come on now out the way. Come on, you're annoying everyone. <laughs> Lawrence, but can you imagine? Can you imagine? Lawrence, move. Lawrence, move. No, no, no. I don't want to. No, no. <laughs> Hilarious. It was my favourite. The first round was absolute carnage. Russ Bray. And Kurt Bevin's like oh. trying to herd cats, darts players everywhere. None of them doing what they're told. Absolutely no. stupendous stuff at the World Cup. Um, how many does Michael Smith win this week? And if Michael Smith doesn't win all five, I mean, that would be mental. But who else do you see going and winning titles over the next three days? Because I know, look, Gabriel Clemens, it's another Gabriel Clemens fan club on this podcast, but he was yeah. unreal today. He was good yesterday. Yeah, he was. But today, he was, uh, he's got out of the tournament with under yeah. nine tournament average. That is spectacular. Well, he had, what was it, 100, it was something like 105, 105, 100, I'm, I'm going to get this he's wrong. He's gone 112, under, 105, right. 109, and then 112. Yeah. And then he's lost with a 90-something yeah. off to Michael Smith, who averaged yeah. 110 against him. Yeah, well, well you, can't, you can't drop that many points from 112 to 96, Dan, you, you can't drop 16 points and expect to win. It's pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. No, j- look, joking aside, we think he's got it, don't we? We, we I think do. That, I really that the do. man could... Yeah, I do. I do. And I like what I saw at the World Cup as well. And uh, whilst him and Max, there wasn't, I would say, a leader between them. They kind of just took it on on both their shoulders to 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 be bosses, if you like. Look, I... I think Michael Smith. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this to you, Dan. Mm. Right. Uh, there's no no Gary Anderson. He, he's gone home. Mm. Uh, apparently, uh, has Gedewin Price gone home? Uh, no, I think he was toying with the idea, but I think he's been. I think very much like Michael Smith, he's been told by his other half, "No, you're staying." There's potentially thirty thousand right, okay. pounds to be won. So I'm expecting right. Gerwin to be particularly seeing as he gets a buy through the first round. Uh, because we're only 127 right. players, probably, for the next three days. Okay, and what's happening with Michael Van Gerwen? Don't know. He's, apparently, he's still going to turn up later on. It might be Saturday that he turns up, so he might just get one day's play in before the start of the Grand Slam. But, look, your guess okay. is, is as good as mine. I'm only going on what right. I see on social media. Right. What What I do think with Michael Smith is that tomorrow, tomorrow might be a, a step too far for him, because... Was he tired when you interviewed him earlier? Exhausted, but the thing is, he was exhilarated. So, you know, he, he wasn't... As well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a difficult one to gauge. It'll be easier to gauge it is. tomorrow morning. Um, But I I, yeah. look, I think he's certainly got more wins in him. I don't know whether he's got more title wins, but I can certainly see him having another deep run because the confidence is just yeah. there. And that's the only thing that's seemingly been missing from him for the last two years. And we know when he starts winning titles... It's just dominoes. They, they, he picks up them, picks them up regularly. Yeah, look, looking at the field like I, I did yesterday and today, if he carries on playing ninety percent of what he's doing right now, I see him very, very, very difficult to beat. But I see if Price stays, he'll pick one up. Mm-hmm. I think he'll pick one up. But there's there's someone else that just keeps popping up in the latter stages because he's very, very good, and that's your man, Joe Cullen. Oh, he would play. I mean, he's he's been so unlucky. He's 
He's had two decent yeah. runs. He's lost to a. Yeah. He's averaged 109 against Michael Smith on day one and lost somehow. And then Jose yeah. de Sousa, I don't know if you saw it, but it was genuinely. Cullen was gurning at the camera because he just. How can I stop this man? It's seven 180s in nine legs of darts against him. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it. Brutal. It was ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, it was, but there was there was legs there where. Uh, there was, yeah, the, the, there was two 180s on the bounce, but that, I forget what leg that was, three or four, but that had already followed a leg where he'd gone uh, 137, 140, 180 game shot, and then 180, mm. 180. And it was, the, there were legs there that you just couldn't catch him. And Joe was playing okay. It was nowhere near peak Joe, but Joe was still in sort of two treble visits like once or twice in, in most legs, but it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. I, I think Cullen can win one. Do you know what? I'm getting that out there right now. Price mm -hmm. wins tomorrow. Yep. Smith wins the fourth one. Yep. And Cullen wins the last one. There we go. So there we go. Uh, Wayne Mardle goes, Gerwin Price, the world number three. Michael Smith, the man who's won the last two titles. And Joe Cullen, who is playing some excellent darts. I mean, they're not... And he, and he won the last Euro Tour and he was the top seed at the European Championship. So they're not the most out there picks, I will grant you. Uh, if I'm going to no. pick, because I'll, I'll naturally pick some random selections, I'm gonna, I think Darius Labanowskis is going to do some damage. Uh, he had a 106 right. average earlier right. today and he is just... I just yeah. really think he's dangerous. He's not always yeah. brilliant but i think he's dangerous and yeah. who else might win one maybe let's go we can't forget dev can't forget dev i think i mean yeah he's not, he's not had dev. a good couple of days has he but uh, no I mean, he has not had a good couple of days he needs to switch on mm. he's, but he's I, annoying, I anticipate he's he will get Dan. going at some point um yeah, yeah. Who, who do we go for you know i, I think we're going to get a I think we're going to get a new winner. So I'm just going to pick three guys right. who haven't won titles. And if I get lucky, I'll just claim victory. Uh, so Darius Labanowskis will be one. Right. Yeah, go on. I'm trying to put, I'm trying to put a, a name in your head here. How impressive was Roby John today? You know what? Nine data played some really good stuff. You know, But he, yeah. everybody knows about yeah. Roby John. He has a spell where you think, oh, it's clicked. Roby John's going to really deliver on all his potential. And it lasts a month. Yeah. And then you don't yeah. see him for another four months because he's not doing anything. I'd, he's he's an, yeah. an an enigmatic player, is Roby John Rodriguez. I really like him. I think he's very talented. I just don't I don't have confidence in saying no. this is I, it. I get that. Um, I get that. I think, I think Ryan Joyce could get another one. Damon Hetter looks good. He could get another one. We've all we've overlooked someone. We've overlooked a winner, Dan. I can't believe I've overlooked him. Overlooking He'll Peter get runner up in. No, James Wade. You know he's uh, going to win one, Dan. Yes, yes five chances. Five chances, Dan. Can he? It, it, look, it, he'll always win one from five, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> His whole career, he's always won twenty percent of. of... <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Here are my three. Here are my three. Go on. None of them have Go won on. a senior PDC title yet. But if any of these come in. You can take that to the Good Darts Podcast Bank, my man. Darius Labanowskis, Lithuania's number one. Ross Smith, guest on the podcast. Right, hold uh, on. The other wait day. there. Wait there. Right. Yes. Wait. Right. Now, hold on. Right. Hold on now. <laughs> right. Hold on. Now, Dan. Yeah. I had, I had my my mouse hovering over the person you was going to pick next, right? Because right. I know you. Right. I know you. Okay. This, this, hold on. Hold on. 
Right, you, you're going to get some kind of WhatsApp message. All right, hang on, I hang was on. Absolute. I was bang on. You, you reckon you right? You've just WhatsApp me, and you've WhatsApp me a photo, and the photo is. Oh, it was Ross Smith. You're not for. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, I absolutely knew what you were going to do there. Yeah, but do you know oh, who the right. third one I'm picking is? Because he's on that page that you just sent me. It's a shot of the Dark Connect system with a load of names there. And he's won a few games. Yeah. He's picked up a few quid. Right, but you're saying this person hasn't won. He hasn't He's never won, won before. He's never won a PDC Really? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I know it is. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know it is. Go on, then. No, he won one, didn't he? No, hold on. He might have won one. No, he didn't win one. Did he? Hold on, no. It... no Wayne, this podcast is about you and me arguing with each other, not you arguing with yourself, because that's not a podcast. That's just somebody's mental health deteriorating. No, he got, beat... no, he got beaten a couple couple of finals, didn't he? You're going to pick Ricky Evans, aren't you? You know what? I'm not, but I do like that idea. Oh. I'm oh. going to pick oh, right. a man who has not played right. any PDC darts until this weekend in the senior level, Keen Barry. What oh, a talent like this it. lad is. What a talent. Oh, Cass getting excited. <laughs> oh, it is exciting though, isn't it? He is, look, he's been very up and down I these like first few it. days. It'll be like 90 average, 101 average, back to a 90 average. Yeah. Now, I think he's probably going to have to get a bit lucky in how they work out. And, you know, if yeah. he has a poor game, yeah, yeah, he yeah. squeaks through 6-5, Or he could just go berserk by the end of this week and average 100 all day. Yeah. And it might be enough. Yeah. He is, yeah. he is a hell of a talent. I can't wait to watch him play more. He's quick. He's brilliant. And weirdly, he has a bit of a Rob Cross thing where every now and again, he just gets a, like, a dart that flies off somewhere never to be seen, like misses the target by half a foot. Right. But it doesn't matter because the other two I, I, go in treble 20 anyway. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Are you saying only two darts count? Seriously. Well, basically, honestly, honestly, when he uh, <laughs> when he was playing and he won, it was it the Challenge Tour weekend? Uh, I was told by my sources there, some of the markers, they said, I watched him and honestly, he's averaged 100 there and every leg he was getting, it was Hugh Ware telling me, every leg he was getting one dart that missed the target like by half the board. It just slip out of his right. hand and go. And he was so quick that he evidently wasn't holding it right or whatever. But it didn't matter anyway because <laughs> right. he'd score 133 because he goes 60, 13, 60. And he just did this every leg and he still won. Like, I, I cannot wait to see right. this absolute maverick of a lad play. Uh, play more, I should say. And uh, there we go. Play more, Barry, yeah. Ross Smith right. and uh, Darius Labanowskis. What a triumvirate that would be. Do you know what? If you get any of them right, well done to you. Well, well look, th but this is what I do. If you throw enough stuff at the wall, Wayne, it sticks. Of course, I wouldn't it use sticks, that as the, I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't use that as your tactic on the PDC picks and low six apps. Uh, that's certainly what I do, but that's why Wayne is here to temper my idiocy, which in retrospect seems a very poor choice. However, you can get involved yes, yeah. on the PDC picks and low six apps. Yeah, uh, you've got to be 18 point. years old, resident in the UK to do so. Uh, and there's lots of other things where I'll go into a very, very quick spiel and this will have to be edited because I've forgotten every single word of it. However, let's move swiftly on and remember that if you or a friend has problems with gambling, seek help immediately and visit Please gamble 
responsibly. That was the thing. God damn it. <laughs> That's oh, it. That'll God. work. That was that'll, it. Yeah, that'll work. That'll tell them. Yeah, that'll, that'll tell them. Oh, God.